What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, Beck Antonucci. I am in London right now with my sister and we are completing what a beautiful holiday it has been. Fun fact, fam, I was actually born in England. We moved to Perth, Western Australia before I had even turned one. I have a lot of family in the UK and Jessica, my younger sister, and I have organised a lot of lunches, a lot of dinners, a lot of sightseeing with our family so that we can reconnect with the people that we really love. This episode is actually about connecting with the people that we love. And more specifically, it is all about speaking our needs vulnerably to the people that we love. I love to teach through experience. So I share with you something real time that occurred for me that brought this massive epiphany around how I was ineffectively showing up to me speaking my needs within my partnership. I cannot wait to hear what you receive from this podcast today. Strap yourself in, fam. Let's fucking go. Hi, beautiful humans. I am curious. How confident do you feel to communicate your needs to your loved ones in your life? And if we were to think about this on a rating scale, one being not confident at all and 10 being I am so embodied in my ability to communicate my needs to my loved ones, I'm wondering where you're at on that scale. And then I'm really curious, how do you feel about that number? Are you like, fuck yes, I am so embodied in communicating my needs. Everyone is like, yep, Beck is just asking for what she wants all the time. I know exactly what she wants. I know exactly how to meet her needs. This woman is just so spoken and so embodied in being able to communicate, asking for what she wants, even if she doesn't always get what she wants because not everyone has to meet our needs, right? People definitely have the right to say no. Are you a five? Are you a six? Are you a two? Are you a three? Are you a zero? And how do you feel about the number? Whatever your number is, how do you feel about that? And do you desire for it to change? Is there any desire within you to change the number? We all have our own scale and the number is subjective as well. If you feel like your number isn't something that you're desiring right now and you you do desire for it to shift, what would feel like forward progress for you? Because if you're at a one, I think a 10 might be a little bit unrealistic. So if you're at a one right now and we got it to a five, how would that feel? And how would your life benefit from doing some work to be able to move the needle to that place? What would be required? In what particular domains of your life or with what people in your life do you feel the most suppressed? Do you feel that you're unable to or have this fear of communicating your needs? Why does that fear exist? There are so many questions that I could ask you here and on this topic and As you listen to my podcast more and more, you will learn that I learn and I teach through lived experience. I believe that everyone teaches and speaks to me. If I'm willing to see the lesson, the lesson is always there for me to receive. I believe we can only receive a message when we're truly ready to receive it. But quite often we'll have the same lesson reflected back to us and it will get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder until we're unable to not hear. And something came up for me recently and I thought to myself, Oh my fucking God. God literally just spoke to me through my loved ones to teach me about myself. And so in intimate relationship, this is where I am most vulnerable and the least expressed. 
and it's where my little girl shows up the most. And Jake has created a lot of safety for me. He has done a lot of inner work. He's a men's coach. He's a mindset coach. He is basically a human performance expert, a linguistic expert. He has a deep understanding of the human. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone that knows more about you than you know about you? Sometimes Jake and I laugh. It's almost like he knows what I'm thinking and feeling before I even truly register what I'm thinking and feeling. Or we've had conflict sometimes where he's like, you're going to argue with me on this. And in three weeks time, you're going to be like, babe, I had this awareness. I had this epiphany. And he'll be like, I fucking told you so. (laughs) So he's very, very in tune with me. And he's also created a lot of safety for me to be able to express my needs, communicate my needs, set boundaries, and just essentially speak up for myself and speak up for my woman and also speak up for my inner child. He is really open to hearing anything that I have to say and has really communicated to me, Beck, I really desire to meet your needs, but quite often I really need you to at least meet me halfway and communicate what those needs are versus leaving me guessing and trying to work out what they are which is fascinating, right? Because I'm such a stand for the woman using her voice. And yet the past few years, I've still been navigating this version of me who deeply fears vulnerability with a man that I really love. When I was not in intimate relationship, I felt really confident and really expressed with men, had this almost, I don't give a fuck attitude of, I'm going to speak up for myself. I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to get what I want. I don't even care what they think. But now that I'm in intimate, committed partnership and a deeply meaningful relationship, there's almost like a little girl that thinks, oh, Maybe I won't always say what I feel like saying and speak up for myself in the way that I desire to speak up for myself or communicate my needs. And I really want you to hear this. There's a version of me that thinks in my body somatically, the wounded version of me, the 14-year-old, even the one that endured such significant relational trauma from 22 to 25, there's a version of her that thinks if he really loved me, he would fill in the blank. Therefore, I won't speak my needs because he obviously doesn't love me enough to be able to meet them. And Jake's sometimes ready to tear his hair out like, bitch, how the fuck am I meant to give you what you want if you don't tell me what it is? Like even meet me 20% of the way so I can go the other 80, but don't leave me guessing. And so we've really been navigating this the past two years for me to be more embodied in me communicating my needs, wants, desires from a really soft, beautiful place not from a place of entitlement and not from a place of resentment after not speaking my needs and then feeling upset that my unmet needs were not met by someone that didn't even know what the need was to be able to meet them. This is a lot of what I've been working on the past two years. I love relationship stuff, by the way. Sometimes I'm just like, how can I know so much and have studied so much? I thought, after seven years of being single and being so confident when I was single that when I got into a relationship that it would just be a fucking breeze. (laughs) Newsflash, it's not. It's beautiful. I find relationship is some of the deepest self-worth work that we can do. It's like a constant personal development workshop with all of our shit flying up to the surface and a person there that we can either navigate it with or we can project at entirely. The loving thing is to always navigate with versus project at. So park that relationship conversation for a moment because that is what I have been navigating for the past two years being in relationship with Jake and what I keep leaning more and more and more into because the woman feeling really embodied within herself and feeling incredibly worthy to use her voice, even when it's most vulnerable, to speak her needs, to communicate her desires, to ask for her needs to be met, that is something that is so important to me. And I know for my relationship with Jake to thrive, it requires me to be able to continue to lean into that. 
And recently, I learned about myself and I got to see myself through the lens of me witnessing someone that I love interact with me. So right now, as this podcast launches, I'm in Europe, which is amazing. And I bet I'm having the best time. And my partner can't come to Europe with me. I know. I was so gutted. Jake has been working so hard recently. He just launched his second brick and mortar business. He owns Be More Fitness and has opened a new facility in Morley. Honestly, it is a fantastic, phenomenal brand, business, and training model. I love my workouts at Be More Fitness Morley. So if you would love to come down, I mean, hi, baby, I love you. I'm plugging your business right now on my podcast. Please come down and train with us as we would love it. But because he has just launched his second business, he can't come to Europe. I think this is the third week that they've been open. So it's really, really new. So I'm not sure if any of you have ever launched a business before, but just to take off and fly to Europe in the first month of opening is probably not the ideal scenario. And so I thought I could travel on my own, but it doesn't really feel aligned at 34 to go to Europe solo, especially when I'm in a committed partnership. I kind of feel like, and I'm not saying this is the way for everyone, but for me, I kind of felt like, Europe solo at 34, that would mean that I'm single. And so I thought, what would really make this a really beautiful experience? And I thought, I'd love to go with my sister. And so I invited my sister and my sister said yes. And at the moment she said yes, I recognized within me a little bit of discomfort. And I was like, what is that? And there was a part of me that wasn't truly excited. And I said to Jake, I'm not truly excited about Jess coming to Europe with me. And he said, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know what it is. And I thought about it. I have the dominant energy out of myself and my sister. Jake has the dominant energy out of myself and Jake. I love the man having the dominant energy. In fact, I'm a leader in pretty much all areas and all domains of my life that the one place and space in my world where I really do not want to be in a space of leadership is my relationship. I desire the man to lead me. I love to surrender. I love a man with a plan. In fact, sometimes Jake will look at me and be like, what do you want to do? And he'll be like, right, I'm going to make a plan. We're going to do this, this, and this. Or he'll ask me what kind of experience I desire. Like, you know how I said he likes me to meet him 20 to 50% of the way and he goes the next 80 to 50 or 50 to 80? I'll be like, I would love to experience this. And he'll be like, okay, I can create a plan around that so that you have that need met. I love the man to lead. I love a man with a plan. I fucking love it. So Jake has the more dominant energy out of me and Jake. I have the more dominant energy out of myself and my younger sister, Jess. Now, remember, some people really love to plan and some people don't. Because I am so overly planned in my business, in my personal life, I'm not a planner. I'm not an organizer. I don't really love those things. I do all of that in my business. So in my life, when I'm relaxing, I love to not plan and I love to not organize and I love to not schedule. Some people are very different. My sister is very different. I'm also a yes person to experiences. I love trying new things. I'm unattached to whether I really enjoyed it or not. I just love to try it. And so Jessica and I have been on holidays in the past or had experiences in the past where I'll say to Jess, what would you like to do? And she'll say, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I'll be like, I would like to do this. And she'll say, okay. And then we'll go and do the thing. And then once the day is over, she'll say to me, I really wish we'd done this. And I'll think, are you fucking kidding me, bitch? I would love to do what the fuck you want to do if you just tell me what you want to do so that we can go and do that thing. I can't read your mind. So then I realized when it was coming up to Europe, this is what I was worried about. Haven't been to Europe in years. I don't think I've been to Europe since I was 25. And now I'm 34 and I'm not truly excited. 
Why am I not excited? But the reason that I wasn't excited was that I was concerned that I would get to Europe and look at my sister and say, what do you want to do? And she would say, I don't know what do you want to do. And then I would suggest what we're going to do. And then at the end of the day, she'd feel resentful that we didn't do the thing that she really desired to do in the first place. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's why I'm not really, really, really excited for Europe. And then she sent me a text one day and she wrote, I'm planning and organizing everything. I've realized that you don't like planning and you don't like organizing. And there's lots of things that I want to do. So I'm going to take my power back from this holiday and I'm going to plan and book it all in. In that moment, everything in my body shifted from I'm kind of not fully excited for this trip to I cannot fucking wait. And in that moment, I had this huge epiphany. I thought to myself, oh my God, my sister is me and I am Jake. My sister is me and I am Jake. I'm saying to Jess, I want to meet your needs. I don't give a shit what we do. I'm a yes. And because I know what you want to do, and I know that your needs are going to get met, I would love to do that thing with you. I'm unattached to what it is. And I'm going to have so much fun doing it. And I'm going to have even more fun knowing that you're getting your needs met. And I was like, oh my God, this is me. And this is Jake. Because I can be, and I have been up until now, a little bit of a wounded little girl. That's like, I'm not going to tell him what I want. I'm not going to tell him what I need because if he really loved me, he would just know. If I ask, it's because he doesn't want to. And he's saying to me, baby, I really want to meet all your needs. Just fucking tell me what they are so that I can meet them. And still, my wounded little girl, no, my last boyfriend from 22 to 25, blah, blah, blah. All my stories coming to the surface. And then in a moment, my sister just annihilated them for me by me realizing the truth of my being was I fucking love my sister. I want to have such a good time with my sister. I can't wait to enjoy time with my sister. I'm excited that I'm excited about going to Europe with my sister. I just need to know what the fuck you want to experience when we're in Europe so that I know that you're getting your needs met and together we're going to have a good time because I'm a yes to time with you. I'm a yes to any experiences you want to have. I just need to know what your needs are so that I can meet them. I was mind blown. I literally called like four friends being like, my sister is me and I am Jake. Honestly, I was like, God, I am hearing you so fucking loudly and clearly. I called Jake. I'm like, Jake, I am you and Jess is me. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I told him the situation, the circumstances. He was like, Hale fucking Lulia, bitch. Like I've been telling you for so long. I really want to meet your needs. I'm not a fucking mind reader. And also, the reflection as well around the resentment that someone can feel in the moment when the person doesn't communicate what they need and what they're desiring. And then there's almost this disappointment in the other person, like you didn't get your needs met and I want to meet your needs, but you're not telling me what they are. So now it's becoming quite frustrating. And so now I think to myself, how can I set myself up for success to create confidence, to communicate my needs in all spaces and domains Remembering that the domain that it's most vulnerable for me is in relationship. How can I create safety? Because Jake has created ample safety. He can't really make it any more safe. Are you feeling challenged to cultivate true self-acceptance from within? Are you feeling a deep desire to express yourself authentically? I know that online self-love coaches make this sound so easy. And my love, I am here to tell you that whilst it can be challenging, It can also be deeply enriching and highly rewarding, but only if you have the right tools. 
To give back to my raw, real and vulnerable community, I'm going to give you an exclusive price to access my newly released online book, The 7 Steps to Self-Acceptance. I've gone full back in this book, so this really isn't just a book. This is 67 pages of life-changing possibility. It's essentially a short, self-paced transformational course where I take you through my seven-step signature system that has supported myself and hundreds of women worldwide to break free from shame and unlock their fullest self-expression. Each pillar is cleverly communicated in an easy-to-understand fashion so you feel empowered to go out into your own life and take aligned action. Each pillar comes with an easily implementable aligned action task, which will support you in creating positive, effective change. So if you're ready to reclaim your personal power and cultivate true self-acceptance from within, then use the link in the show notes below, as well as your exclusive raw, real and vulnerable access code and grab your online copy of the seven steps to self-acceptance today. And so there's a part of me that still feels that edge. And I get to explore what that is. And I really get to realize, and I know I've spoken about this on other podcasts, what is the shape that I desire to lean into? So what does the most confident, embodied, expressed, vulnerable, feminine version of me look like in relationship? Because if my way of being up until now isn't working for me, it's important to remember that the version of you that doesn't communicate her needs and doesn't feel safe to communicate her needs. A, maybe has some trauma there that you get to navigate, and B, is familiar. Might not feel good, might not create result, might not feel effective, and might not be producing the kind of outcome you desire for your life, especially if you're in partnership. But it is what you know. It is what feels comfortable. It is a pattern. It is what you've learned. Even so much so when I think about communicating my needs and being in relationship with Jake and me desiring Jake to be the leader and then me also feeling a part of my wounded little girl that I'm letting go of, you know, if I feel into my primary caregivers and what was modeled to me as I was growing up, when I would go and ask my mum and dad if I could do something, my dad was very strict, very strict Italian father. And it was what dad says goes in the house. But I remember I used to ask my mum, can I do this? Like whatever, can I sleep over at Sarah's house? And mum would say, it's fine by me. Go and ask your father. If your father says yes, then you can go. And then I would go and ask dad and dad would say no. And this made me feel so infuriated. And it's a part of the reason I believe why I'm so fiercely anchored to the belief that women deserve to use their voice. And It's based on, I believe, as a child, as I watch my mum tell me and say to me yes, and then my dad overriding her yes with his no, and that being the final outcome, that being the result, I believe that my child in that moment created a belief that the man's voice is more important and that even if the woman says yes, if the man says no, then the answer is no. And so that is actually what I believe still can play out in my dynamic with Jake, that there's a version of me that says that the man's voice the man's needs, the man's wants and the desires are more important and what he says goes. And that's why I feel it's still my work to continue to chip away at that so I get to become more embodied in my woman. Because when I'm not embodied in my woman, my needs then get communicated from a resentful place, from a you're not meeting my needs and this is what the fuck I need versus baby, I love it when fill in the blank. 
Baby, what I need from you is fill in the blank. Honey, can you fill in the blank? Baby, it feels so good for me when. Baby, I need you too. And to really support my union, my relationship, my committed partnership to thrive, it requires me to speak my needs from that embodied, soft, grounded place. And it's okay if right now you're still learning that. Like I've said in many podcasts now, we are unlearning past behaviors and relearning new. For three years in a past relationship, I really felt like all of my needs went unheard and all of my communication was shut down and all of my desires and all of my call forwards to be treated in a different way and loved a different way and had sex with a different way. I really felt like they were ignored. I experienced deep relational trauma around that particular relationship where my voice was not heard. There is going to be a version of me that feels unsafe to communicate her wants, needs, desires now in fear of them getting shut down. I want to remind you again, on the other side of my voice getting shut down after one, two, three years of communicating those needs, wants, desires, I then ended up on the receiving end of the herpes virus. So communicating my needs, not having my needs met, not having my voice heard, having my voice down, then resulted in a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. So there would be, of course, naturally, there's a part of me that fears using her voice out of fear of being shut down or rejected, or denied, or made to feel like my needs, wants, desires aren't worthy, or he doesn't care, or if he really loved me enough, then he would listen. All of those stories that fly up to the surface. This just shows me the work that's left here for me to do. But above all, what was most powerful in this scenario was blowing the story out of the water, that me communicating my needs, if he doesn't naturally do whatever it is that I want him to do, And this isn't just sexually, this is just relationship in general. Any of your wants, any of your needs. Asking a partner to come to a family dinner and thinking he's only coming because I asked him to come, he doesn't really want to be there. Whatever the story is attached to that. When I witnessed in my experience with my sister, her telling me exactly what she needed and her taking a line action to ensure that she gets her needs met, how much internal fulfillment and joy and pleasure and excitement that brought me, immediately in that moment, it blew that belief out of my mind that my needs are a hindrance to others. And then it left me questioning, where in my life did I create the story that my needs are a hindrance to other people? And so if this story is resonating for you in any capacity, I would love for you to go back to the scale that I spoke about at the beginning. And I would love for you to think about your needs and some of the unspoken needs that you have in your life. Where would this show up? Is it sexually in partnership? Is it around asking your partner to come to a family event? Is it within your friendship? Is it around asking for support from people? And where does it show up the most for you? And who specifically, uniquely, does it show up the most with? Is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it someone who represents your father? Is it someone who represents your mother? Is it someone who represents your big brother, your teacher, your mentor? Why do you feel that this pattern is showing up here? What is the fear around you speaking and communicating your needs? And if you were to lean into this fear that exists for you, how would your life change? How do you believe if you were to start communicating your needs in this particular domain of your life with this particular person in your life, how would your life change and change for the better? The thing is, if you're a one, two, three, four, five out of 10, we're not going to go to a 10 out of 10 in terms of communicating our needs with this person overnight. It's going to be an edging process. You are going to get to grow your energetic container to be able to build and lean into that. You don't go from completely suppressed to completely express overnight. 
that's going to be too traumatizing for the nervous system. We can't heal the same way that we've been harmed. Too much, too fast, too soon. You can't be like, here you go. There'll be a quick band-aid and that band-aid will rip the fuck straight back off. And so if we're going to lean into some kind of edging process to build your emotional safety in communicating your needs, wants, desires in a place where you currently don't feel safe. And remember, it's not safety physically. Jake has, for me, created so much safety. I know my woman and my child so safe, so worthy, and he wants me to communicate and express with him. So what is the block internally inside of me that says it's not safe when I know, logically I know, somatically something different is happening? And now we don't go from, like I said, completely closed to completely open. We're going to get to edge into that, build the emotional body that can handle more. And once that request gets heard and honored and respected and met, our conscious mind will be like, oh, there we go. What's safe to ask? Is safe to receive? Is safe to have my needs met? Is safe to communicate my needs to the people that I love? Doesn't mean that he doesn't love me just because I'm asking. Doesn't make my need, want, desire, hindrance. Maybe we have a deeper connection, better intimacy, a heightened experience of life, more pleasure. Who knows what you get to experience? But you will have evidence to prove to yourself it's safe to ask, safe to communicate my needs. And once you start building that emotional body, You'll be able to create more requests, hear your needs internally and start speaking them more and more and more and more and more. And that's how we start to become embodied in them. And so I would love for you to reflect on where you feel like your unmet needs show up the most and with what particular person. And if you were to take one aligned step, not a hundred, we're not going to go from zero to a hundred, but just one, one aligned step over the next week to use your voice around something that's really meaningful and important to you, that would be you communicating your needs via voice to someone in your world, what would that need be and who would you be expressing it to? I would love if you know who this person is and what your need is for you to send me a DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you're communicating and by when you commit to communicating this to that person. And on the other side of you leaning in and doing the vulnerable thing, I would love for you after to share with me what happened, what went on for you. How did you feel as you leant into your vulnerability? How did the person react and or respond to you? What did you get to experience together? And what do you believe about yourself and communicating your needs now? Because remember, the ego is always searching for evidence. And for whatever reason, we have little girls inside of us who believe in some domains of our life, not all, work-related, I'm a fucking bad bitch at setting boundaries, setting standards, communicating, being super respectful to me and to them. I am just all over my business, emotionally detached, love my business with all of my heart and rock solid boundaries to ensure that me and my business thrive. No wounded little girl in my business. But in relationship, she still exists there. She still shows up from time to time. And maybe if that little girl, that inner child is showing up in certain domains of your life and she's feeling unsafe to communicate her needs, and I'm not going to go into it today for the sake of time, but that's even a beautiful indication to you that there's some inner child work there for you to do to support you in being able to express more openly, more confidently and from your woman. 
Because the last thing that we really want is our little girls showing up in our relationships, blocking us from the pleasure and desires that we say that we most are yearning for. But if we've got a little girl who doesn't believe that she's worthy or fears that she's going to continue living her life with unmet needs, then she may be the version of us that continues to show up and sabotage relationship. And quite often we learn through pain. My invitation to you is to learn through the triggers and allow the triggers to teach you, to show you the work that's here for you to do. There doesn't get to be any kind of berating. There doesn't get to be any kind of criticism of self that I'm not fully embodied in my expression in all domains of life. I think that's a really high expectation. And I know that in my world, I attract in a lot of high performers, a lot of high achievers, a lot of women who are super harsh and super critical on themselves. And I already know why. You're an exact mirror of me. There is no one who is harder on me than me. And that's been the work that I've been up to in my life to really start to learn to love myself exactly as I am and honor all of my achievements, accomplishments for the brilliance that they are versus always telling myself that I need to be doing better, need to be achieving, need to be working harder, need to be improving, need to be better in every single domain of my life. It is more than okay that we are grown women that feel suppressed in certain areas of our lives. Actually, really normal. And that's why I've called this podcast Raw, Real and Vulnerable with Becca Antonucci. I could get on here and just teach and tell you everything that I know because I know a fucking lot. Or I could allow you to not only be taught, but taught through the lessons that I receive in my life. And this is by being so hyper aware that God Universe Source is always teaching me, I'm able to then see the lessons that I need to receive and hear through everyone in my world, through loved ones, through clients, through partner, through friendship, through housemates, through family member, through mentors, everyone is teaching and speaking to me. We get to be the ones that are responsible for going back to the little girl and asking her what her unmet needs are. We get to be the ones that go back to the little girl and ask her, why don't you feel safe to use your voice right now? We get to go back to the little girl and ask her, what do you need to feel safe? in this experience. If you've identified your domain, you've identified the person that you have unmet, unspoken needs with, and you've identified what you want to say, maybe you almost get to have a little bit of a pep talk with yourself and to the little girl that exists within, letting her know that she really is so worthy and so deserving to use her voice. I do this quite often. If I ever feel an inner child inside of me that feels unsafe, I will give her a pep talk and let her know I've got your back. You are so worthy and deserving to use your voice. I'm going to show up as the 34-year young woman that exists today. Wherever I'm going right now, that might feel scary for you. You don't have to come with me. In fact, you can stay behind. And if I go somewhere and I'm having a really good time and you really want to come, you can always come too. But I'm going to speak up for the unmet needs that you experience then because we both deserve to receive. We both deserve to use our voice. And I'm going to show you that we can. Trust me, I've got you, I've got us, and we've got this. And that's how I would give my inner child a pep talk prior to something that felt brave or vulnerable for me. So I'm curious what feels brave or vulnerable for you, who that person is, what your unspoken, unmet need is, by when you commit to communicating this to that person, and afterwards sharing with me what you receive from this experience. Remembering that the ego is always searching for evidence and currently for some reason there's a part of you that believes it's unsafe to communicate her needs and we get to create new evidence 
prove to the self and prove to the ego that you deserve to speak up. You deserve to speak your needs. You deserve to receive. You deserve to reuse your voice. My loves, I hope that was of such incredible value to you. I love being here on this podcast with you. Four years in the making and it's finally happened. So excited, so proud and can't wait to see where this journey takes us. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode. 